Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your host, Daniel French. We've been busy at Fishbonius Sound Design, and we'll soon be bringing you the first of the side stories in the Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished universe. They will be found on our Patreon page. We will also be introducing our first zombie story. But now, we have for you Part 2 and the finale of Thicker Than Water from Blake Benlin. Interior, Charles's bedroom two summers ago. Charles sits upon his bed, removing his work shoes and unwinding. There is soon a knock on his door. Come in. Lauren enters. She shuts the door behind her and locks it. Charles stands. You don't have to do that. We're all alone. I know. She approaches him, coming within a few inches of him. They are nose to nose. After a prolonged pause, she kisses him on the lips. Charles does not recoil. What's wrong? Nothing. Sorry. Charles kisses her in return. Lauren puts her arms around him. What's bothering you? Nothing. Come on. I'm gonna miss you. She hugs him. Charles hugs her back. I'm not going just yet. I know. There's still time. Charles breaks away from the hug and wanders nonchalantly to his desk. So, are you enjoying Blake? Yeah. Good. Have you been reading anything lately? Nah, haven't felt like it. That's too bad. Lauren seeks him out again and embraces him from behind, resting her head on his shoulder. You don't have to feel sad. I'm here now. Yeah, now. Charles, it's not going to change anything between us, I promise. Charles takes her hand. I won't stop loving you. And I won't stop loving you. Lauren turns around so they are face to face. I want you. She kisses him passionately. Don't you want me? Charles hesitates but ultimately nods. Lauren leads him towards the bed. Do you know eternity? No. Blake, I'm guessing. He who binds to himself a joy does the winged life destroy. But he who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity sunrise. What does it mean? I think it means enjoy what you can while you can. Lauren places her hand on Charles's crotch. Let's take the step we never took. Charles says nothing. You want to, right? Again, he nods. Let me hear you say it. I want it. I want you. Lauren undresses Charles, article by article. Before long, he is completely naked. Lauren pushes him onto the bed. She swiftly removes her clothes and climbs on top of him. She kisses Charles aggressively, seizes his hands, and places them on her body. Lauren guides him into her, and they begin making love. Charles's former reluctance melts away. Both of them moan ecstatically. They fuck with increasing fervor, savoring every second. After a realistic period of time, they orgasm. She falls upon him. They hold each other in their arms, panting and sweating. I love you. Charles does not respond. He kisses her on the forehead. He then shuts his eyes suddenly and grimaces, as though pained. Cut to black. Interior, Charles's bedroom, present, morning. An alarm clock goes off. Charles is already awake. 
It appears as though he's been up most of the night. He silences the alarm and rubs his weary eyes. Charles throws his blanket aside and drags himself out of bed. There is an unmistakable sadness in his every move. He ambles to his dresser and finds himself a shirt and pants. He dresses himself. Charles steps over to his desk. He sighs and nearly breaks down into tears. Composing himself, he takes a seat at the desk. He begins looking through the stacks of books before him. Katie enters unannounced, followed by Jonah. Charles immediately knows something is wrong. He gets to his feet. What's going on? We just want to talk, Charles. Now? Just for a few minutes. Charles realizes there is no way out. You don't have to be worried. I'm not worried. What do you want? Jonah and Katie exchange glances. We want to help you. You can't help me. Maybe if you tried letting us. Katie takes a step towards her brother. He takes a step back. She stops. What are you so afraid of? You said you wanted to talk. Is this the conversation you wanted to have? No. We want to talk about what happened two summers ago. Charles freezes. I don't know what you mean. You do. We're not out to get you here. But we need to know the truth. Do you know? Know what? We know something happened. And we know it's been torturing you since it did. How... uh, How do you know something happened? It's not important. It's from Lauren's diary. You know that she knew. Lauren's diary? Charles, we want to help, but... Stop saying that. Stop saying you want to help me. Make me feel like I'm... Like I'm sick, like I'm crazy. You don't know how hard it is, okay? You don't know what it's like living with myself. I don't know what you read in her diary or what you think I did, but my mistakes are my mistakes. I don't have to share them. I only have to deal with them. And I do. I carry on. So why don't you both just leave me the fuck alone? Did you rape her? Jonah. What? Did you rape her? Jonah, stop it. Did you? Well? No. No, she chose it. I never raped her. We both wanted it. Her even more than me. Deathly silence. What did you say? Charles looks into Katie's eyes, but cannot bring himself to speak. What did you say? Lauren and I, we... We made love. Once. Charles looks at Jonah spitefully. It was consensual. Katie is shocked. Oh my God. Katie rushes from the room... Utterly mortified, Jonah holds his ground, staring daggers at Charles. Now you know. Are you happy? I'm disgusted. I thought you'd be relieved. Relieved? You were pretty sure I raped her. So, is it a load off, Jonah? It's... it's not right. I know. She was your sister. I know, and I was her brother. But that didn't stop either of us. It's... I don't even know what to think. I'm stunned. You hate me for it, don't you? Jonah doesn't answer. Can't you be honest with me now that I've been honest with you? I... I don't... I... I don't blame you. I hate me for it. Why shouldn't you? Jonah looks away, his anger fading. Then why did you do it? I've asked myself more times than you know. Every time, it's the same answer. I wanted to. But you knew it was wrong. Of course I did. You think I'm proud? I've had to live with what I did every day since then, knowing that the whole world is repulsed by me, that I'm some kind of unnatural, perverted freak. I'm sure you and Katie wondered to yourselves what could be so bad that he'd want to hold on to it and hide it like that. 
Do you get it now? Jonah looks at Charles with pity. No, you'll never get it. Trying to get by when you know in your heart you're a bad person. Being part of a family you've harmed irreparably. And now she's dead. She's gone forever. Last summer was the last time we spoke. And I'll never hear her voice again. You don't think I'd take it all back if I could? Charles struggles to keep himself from breaking down. Charles. What? You're right. I don't fully understand, but I'm sorry. For what? For you. Charles seems to take offense to this. Did it bother you to know that she wanted me? Excuse me? Did it make you jealous? Jonah's brow furrows as his former hostility gradually returns to him. Why are you asking me that? I could see it. You were angry that I had her first. How dare you? Did you love her? Yes, I did. Do you still love her? Now that you know. Jonah hesitates. Yes. But not as much. Hey, who the hell are you to judge me? Would you rather I'd raped her? You must have really had your heart set on that. That way you could blame me and pretend that Lauren was always yours and you could hold on to that idea you had of her. I'm not going to hear any more of this. Stay away from me. No problem. Jonah storms out of the room. Interior, living room, moments later. Katie sits on a couch, her arms crossed her face expressionless. Charles appears shortly, a regretful but dutiful air about him. Katie does not look at him. Well? Well what? What's your excuse? I don't have one. Not this time. I just... I just wanted to apologize to you. Oh? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry for what I did. I, I don't expect your forgiveness... But for what you did? You mean for having sex with Lauren? Yes, of course. That's, I... that's bad enough. But the fact that you'd hide it from me for so long, that you'd both hide it from me. We had to. No, you didn't. I wouldn't have told anyone if you didn't want me to. But how could I trust you? Katie stands. Because I'm your sister. It's why you should have told me. You've been struggling with this for so long, and I only wanted to help you. Charles, if you knew how much I looked up to I you... I did, and that's... that's why I couldn't tell you, because you'd never see me the same again. You should have told me. It would have changed everything. Didn't everything change anyway? Yes. I was... I thought that telling you would ruin me in your eyes. And that would have been too much. Too much for me or you? Both of us, maybe. You thought you were protecting me or something? I guess uh, I... You cut me out of your life. There was nothing wrong. And then you just shut me out. Did you ever stop to think how that made me feel? Yes, I did. You just didn't care. Katie, you know I care about you. No. You don't show it, so how can I know? Because I'm telling you. And you told me that nothing was wrong for the longest time. Why should I believe you? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I'm sorry for everything I put you through. I didn't want to hurt you. Katie stares at him for a moment. Once you think of a reason I should believe you, let me know. Katie walks away without another word. Charles is both wounded and frustrated. Interior, upstairs hallway, two summers ago. 
Katie reaches the top of the stairs, a tray of freshly baked cookies in her hands. She strolls over to Charles's door, but stops abruptly when she hears sobs coming from within. Charles? The sobs cease all at once. Yes? Are you okay? I'm fine. All right. I just made some cookies. I thought you'd like to have some while they're warm. Uh, no thanks. I'm not that hungry. I could leave them outside the door if you wanted. No, that's okay. Maybe when I'm done with this chapter, I'll come down and try one. Sounds good. Is there anything I can do for you, Charles? Um, no, thank you. All right. Let me know if you change your mind. Will do. Katie, saddened, heads back towards the stairs. She meets Lauren heading in the opposite direction. Lauren's got something in her hand. Both of their faces bear the marks of concern, and both notice this about the other. Charles? Yeah. Do you have any idea what's wrong? Lauren shakes her head. You? No, but it's really weird. I've never seen him like this. I'm worried. Me too. I was just about to go talk to him. Now might not be a good time. It's okay. I think he might want to see me. Why is that? I've got something of his. He might want it back. Lauren holds up the collection of Blake poems that Charles lent her. He was crying. Lauren is visibly affected. You all right? Yeah, I I just feel like it's my fault. Why? Call it a hunch. You think it's because you're going away? Lauren says nothing, which Katie takes as an affirmative response. You're probably right. I know you love him. Lauren conceals as best she can an impulsive look of concern and confusion. I love him too. Lauren is privately relieved, realizing her misunderstanding. It's not your fault. I just wish I could do something. You are. Something that mattered. He can be stubborn, but you really mean a lot to him. Yeah, well, he's going to have to make do with me while you're at school. Katie, please don't talk like that. You're a better sister to him than I am. Oh, stop it. As if... Listen to me. You know he's a sensitive guy. You'll have to take care of him while I'm gone. He needs you more than me. Why don't you go talk to him? Maybe you can make him feel better. Katie walks past Lauren and descends the stairs. The latter proceeds towards Charles's door. Interior, kitchen, present evening. Katie is preparing to make dinner. She turns on the stove and searches through the cupboards for something or other. Jonah enters. Hi. Hey. How are you doing? Oh, as well as I can be, I guess. Considering that today I learned my brother and my dead sister had sex and kept it a secret for more than a year. Well, when you put it that way... She finds a pot, takes it to the sink, and starts filling it with water. What are you making? I don't know. Something with pasta. Can I help? If you want. And you can start by getting the capers out of the fridge and the artichoke hearts and the sun-dried tomatoes from the pantry. You got it. Jonah sets to work. Uh, are you going to tell your parents? Of course not. Charles wants to hold on to it until he dies, just like Lauren. That's his choice. So, how are you doing? Um, I'm dealing with it. It hurts. Being lied to by someone that you love. Yeah. I wish we'd left the diary alone. I wish we never found out. Katie retrieves a cutting board and a knife. Could you get the pasta in the pot? Make sure it doesn't stick? Yep. Jonah does as instructed while Katie sees to chopping the ingredients. They work in silence for a time. Can I? No, never mind. What? It doesn't matter. Tell me. Really, 
I don't want to bother you. I'm sure you've got enough in your mind. You're starting to sound like Charles. This hits home. I just wanted to confide something in you. Please. I... How should I say it? I feel betrayed by Lauren. Yeah? Is that bad? I mean, is it wrong of me? I don't think so. She did mislead you. Both of us. It's not just that she kept what she and Charles did for me. She once told me she never loved anyone like she loved me. She couldn't have meant it. Maybe in a way she did. But I believed it. I really believed she was... She was... All yours? Maybe for a lack of a better term. Katie finds herself a large bowl in which she mixes the chopped ingredients. Jonah continues stirring the pot periodically. I really loved her, you know. I thought we were going to last for a while. For the longest while. In my wildest dreams. I'm sorry it ended the way it did. And the last time I saw her, oh, we were having this stupid argument over... Over... <laughs> what? Over which novel of Hemingway's was best. And we were both worked up about it, too. I guess arguing over stupid shit like that's better than fighting over serious stuff. But we were... Uh, we were a little bitter the last time we saw each other, and that makes me kind of sad. Jonah looks up from the pot to find Katie giving him a sincerely sympathetic smile, which he returns. So, which one's best? I said old man in the sea. She said the sun also rises. Hmm. I'm partial to farewell to arms. Not bad. Steam begins to rise from the pot. Katie sighs as she locates a strainer. Charles doesn't know who I am anymore. He thinks I'm a little girl. He's lost touch. It's just, he, he won't... Ugh. Katie's lip quivers. She takes a deep breath. Nope, not gonna do it. I've wasted enough tears on him. It's all right. It's not. I didn't just lose Lauren, I lost Charles too. They're both dead. I just have to move on, I guess. Yeah, you and me both. Having placed the strainer in the sink... Katie retrieves olive oil and seasonings from the pantry. She proceeds to mix them into the contents of the bowl. If it's any consolation, I think she kept it a secret from you because she didn't want to lose you. So how is she any different from your brother then? Lauren hid it for you. Charles did it for himself. Are you sure about that? Didn't she treat you with love all the time? Didn't she go out of her way to make you know she cared about you? Yes. That's the difference between Lauren and Charles, Jonah. Maybe you're right. But you've always been your own person, you know. You can survive without him. I know. And you'll find someone else. I know. Hopefully someone who doesn't lie to you. You deserve somebody like that. So do you. Thanks. Too bad we don't get what we deserve. Jonah steps away from the stove and puts his hand on Katie's arm. She looks him straight in the eye. Their faces are unreadable. She puts her hand on Jonah's cheek. The water in the pot is at full boil. Interior, guest room, moments later. Jonah and Katie fall onto the bed in fervent osculation. They soon discard their clothes and are in the throes of passion. Interior, Charles's bedroom two summers ago. Charles sits at his desk, his face buried in his hands. There is a knock at the door. He looks up, his visage soaked with tears. What? It's me. Please go away. And if I say no? Charles dries his eyes. Suppose I'll have to let you in. Lauren enters, the collection of Blake poems in her hand. 
She shuts the door behind her. Hey. What is it? I wanted to give this back to you. She drops the book on Charles's desk. Finished. Thanks. I like his work. Great. Lauren attempts to embrace Charles, but he recoils and resists. No, please don't touch me. Charles. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. Tell me what's wrong. We are. There's something wrong with us. Do you really believe that? Lauren, I can never forgive myself. For what? You know what. For loving me? Yes, the way I do. Is that it then? Are we done? Charles cannot bring himself to answer her. Just say it. If that's what you want. Charles drops his head. I don't know. I thought you wanted to go all the way. I did, and that's the worst part. There's nothing wrong with you, Charles. Charles shakes his head. I'm concerned about you. Katie is too. <sighs> Please don't tell her. You know I won't. I'm not going to tell anyone. See, how is it love if we have to keep it a secret? I guess I thought it might be worth it. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe so. I'm here for you. Like I've always been. Yeah. Do you resent me, Charles? No. But, but I... I don't know how to feel around you anymore. I look at you and it, it hurts. Lauren is wounded to hear this. I'll always be your sister, you know. No matter what. I know that. I love you. I want to hear from you while I'm gone. Call me, text me, write me anything. Just please stay in touch. Okay. I'm still yours. Charles searches for the words but only nods. Lauren places her hand on her brother's shoulder. Interior, Charles's bedroom, present, morning. Golden light shines in through the window, illuminating the room. Charles lies passed out on the floor, surrounded by empty beer bottles and the remnants of books of poetry that have been torn to shreds. He stirs, gradually awakens, and sits up. He rubs his eyes. Charles climbs to his feet unsteadily. Interior, upstairs hallway, moments later. Charles exits his room and meanders towards the stairs, groggy and hungover. Interior, kitchen, moments later. Charles enters and begins making himself a pot of coffee. It isn't long before Jonah appears. Charles shoots him a single moody glance and then turns his attention back to the coffee. Jonah stares at him. Neither says anything for a while. Good morning. Morning. Sleep well? No. You? Fine. Glad to hear it. Katie and I fucked. Charles's head snaps up and he glares at Jonah for an extended period of time. Eventually, he returns to making his coffee once more. You're not mad? Why should I be? Jonah shrugs. You think you were going to make me angry? Not really. I just thought you should know. I wouldn't want you to fall under the impression that I was hiding it from you. I wonder what Lauren would think. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. And neither will she. Charles pours a cup of coffee and hands it to Jonah. He accepts it. It's only fair, after all. Charles pours himself a cup. Never said I was proud. Where is Katie? Still in bed. Charles takes a sip. Whose idea was it? Both of ours. Has this been going on since you got here, or...? No. Does it matter? No. I'm just curious. I can't blame you. So, you two fucked. But do you love her? Jonah ponders the question, 
Finally, he shakes his head. I don't think so. Hmm. She might be a bit down to hear that. Yeah. You're planning on telling her? I owe it to her. And I'm assuming our parents will never know any of it happened. Probably not. Now let me ask you something. Did you love Lauren? I mean, truly love her? I did. I really did. Nothing... Charles nearly breaks down. Nothing stings more than than that I lost her forever, as it turned out. I believe you. I loved her too. I know. They study each other. I've been wondering, why were you so nice to me when you got here? What do you mean? You reached out to me. I recognize that. Is it not enough to just be a nice guy? Charles grins ever so slightly. Um, I lost my older brother when I was 15. Oh. He, uh, he killed himself. Jumped right off a bridge. I'm sorry. He was really depressed for a while before he did it. The way you acted, it reminded me of him. Charles is somewhat moved. He's my only sibling. It was... It was hard. I blame myself for not doing more to get to him. But you just have to forgive yourself, you know? Yeah. They sip from their coffee in amicable silence. Interior, Charles's bedroom, last winter. Although it appears to be midday, Charles lies sound asleep in his bed. He is still dressed. A car is heard from outside. It pulls up and sounds its horn. Soon, Katie calls to Charles from the other side of the door. The subdued tone of her voice is diluted by a measure of excitement. Charles, Lauren's here, did you hear me? Katie waits several seconds for a response, but then abandons the effort. Her footsteps become more and more distant until they fade completely. Charles slowly returns to life He clambers out of bed and shuffles to the window. Peering outside, he sees Katie and Lauren embracing. Both are smiling. Charles tears himself away from the window. Interior, upstairs hallway, moments later. Lauren reaches the top of the stairs and moves to Charles's door, a look of anxious anticipation on her face. Charles, are you awake? Lauren opens the door and steps inside. Lauren finds Charles sitting on his bed, waiting for her, it would seem. They said you were sick. You could say that. Lauren gazes sadly at Charles's pitiful state. I'd hug you, but you probably don't want me to. Charles shrugs indifferently. I don't even know where to begin. How about your boyfriend? What's his name? His name's Jonah. Cool. You'd know that if you returned any of my calls or texts. I... I'm sorry, things kept coming up. I actually forced myself to believe that for a while, but Charles, you can't honestly be telling me right now that you didn't ignore me. What do you want me to say? Maybe that you're sorry for totally blowing me off. Maybe that you missed me. Maybe that you're happy to see me. But I know none of that's true. Charles shuts his eyes. I did miss you. Do you have any idea how much it hurt me? How many times I cried? It was just mean. It was mean of you, Charles. And how do you think I felt when I heard about about Jonah? Honestly, I thought you didn't care. How could I come to any other conclusion? I assumed you finally let go. I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I'm sorry, too. I waited and waited for, for something. Jonah spent a whole month asking me to give him a chance. I didn't want to say yes until I knew you weren't interested anymore. 
but you never let me know. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to move on. Are you happy with him? Yes. He makes you happy? Yes. Good. I want you to be happy, Lauren. I want the same for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's too late for me. It's not. No matter what you think. I want to help you, but I can't if you don't want to help yourself. Can I just ask one favor of you? Sure. Please don't bring Jonah here. All right. If that's what you want. Both are unsure of what to say next and endure a lengthy and painful silence. Have you read anything good? Uh, not really. I've just been rereading old stuff. Ah. Before her emotions can get to her, Lauren abruptly rushes from the room. Charles sits there, shattered. Interior, pantry, present, afternoon. Katie removes a variety of food products from grocery bags and places them on the shelves. Charles enters. Katie pays him no mind. Hey. Hey. Where you been? Supermarket, obviously. By the way, Mom called. She said the weather should clear up pretty soon. They might be flying in tomorrow night or the next day. Good. Yeah. Can we talk? It's what we're doing, isn't it? Are you still mad at me? No. Okay. You have every right to be. Good to know. If you don't want to talk to me, that's all right. I didn't say that. Besides, it's you that wants to talk to me. I'm listening. I'm sorry for everything I did. I know nothing I can say will change anything, but... Well, there it is. I can't really say more than that. I forgive you. Just like that? Yeah, but nothing I can say will change things either. I don't know what you want me to do. Then I guess we don't really have much to talk about. I need help, Katie. Katie finally looks at him. And what is it you'd like me to do? I, I'm not sure, but I need you. I offered you my help again and again and again. And now you ask for it? I don't know what else to do. Neither do I. Charles, deeply discouraged, makes as if to leave. So you're giving up that easily? What do you care? Tell me what you want. I want my sister back. It's not that simple. Yeah. I haven't known you for more than a year. We can't just pick up where we left off. You're right. The thing is, I don't even know if I'm ready. Oh. Sorry. No, don't be. Maybe it's unfair of me, but... It's okay. I, I thought... No. What? Never mind. Charles. I just thought you might be ready to talk. Why is that? After last night and all, you and Jonah... So you know. Yeah. Did he tell you? What do you think? Well, so? I can sleep with whoever I want, Charles. I never said you couldn't. You seem annoyed. Wasn't that the idea? What are you talking you about? You wanted to make me angry, right? I mean, you don't even know him. That is so stupid. I'm not angry, but... You didn't do it to get my attention? It's always about you. Now you're putting words in my mouth. It's not like- And you have the fucking nerve to tell me you're not angry. You can't stand it. I mean it. I'm... Keep lying to me, why don't you? I'm trying to tell you the truth. If you choose not to believe me, that's your problem. Whatever. Why would I care, Katie? Seriously, explain that to me. Because it bothers you that I don't depend on you emotionally. Or maybe you're just jealous. Jealous? Yeah. You couldn't fuck me too. Charles impulsively slaps Katie and instantly regrets it. Katie, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't- Katie, shocked, shoves past her brother and dashes from the pantry. Katie! Charles exhales and rests his head on the wall, defeated. Exterior, backyard, 
Moments later, Katie bursts through the back door, severely distressed. She quickly makes her way to a bench and takes a seat. Jonah steps into the backyard. Katie? Leave me alone. What happened? Nothing. Really? I don't want to talk about it. Do you think that makes me a hypocrite? Aren't we all a bit hypocritical sometimes? I guess so. Katie takes Jonah in her arms and he reciprocates. She starts kissing him. He is not so eager to do the same. You okay? I'm fine. She attempts to kiss him once more, but he turns his head. Katie. What is it? I don't feel right about this. Why not? It's not gonna last. I know that. And I don't know, it's just... Makes you feel weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Lauren? Not just that. What? Like I said, you deserve someone who tells you the truth. And the truth is that I think it might have been a mistake. All right. Sounds like you don't see it the same way. I don't. I don't regret it at all. But that's fine, Jonah. I appreciate your honesty. Okay. I'm glad you understand. So, was you telling Charles, like, a confession or something? Did it make you feel better about yourself? If he found out later, it'd only make things worse between you two. I didn't want that. Can I just ask you something? Of course. Where the fuck do you get off on making our business your business? I don't think it's entirely your business. You're not a part of this family. Then what am I doing here? What are you doing here, Jonah? Morning. Just like you and Charles in his own way. You think Charles actually cares? Do you ever stop and listen to yourself when you talk about him? You're a good person, Katie. But you can be really thoughtless, you know? Why do you keep sticking up for him? Somebody's got to. Katie leaves the bench and strolls around the yard. Yeah, I already tried. It didn't work. But he's family. You don't just stop trying. Even if it never works? I've got a life too. Isn't he talking to you again? Isn't he? Yes, but that doesn't mean he's entitled to my forgiveness. No, but are you even offering it? What if I don't want to? Then that's your choice. I know. But why wouldn't you? He cut me out of his life. So you're going to do the same to get even? Shut up. Just shut up. Everything has gone wrong. And you talk to me like I can fix it. You can't. Not by yourself. And that's all right. That's easy for you to say. Jonah travels to Katie's side. She directs his attention to a dying flower bed nearby. See this? Yeah. What about it? Charles and I planted this together a few years ago. I was only into gardening for a month or two. Lauren said I shouldn't do it, that they need lots of love and attention, but we did it anyway. Even after I stopped caring, Charles would come out here and pull the weeds, water them, keep them alive. He didn't stop until, well, you know. And did you ask for his help? No, I didn't have to. I wish things could just go back to normal. They never will. You're right. But they can get better. Jonah and Katie embrace, fade to black. Interior, upstairs hallway, last summer. Katie leans against Charles's door despondently, holding a book of poetry in her hands and reading aloud from it. Bright star, would I were steadfast as thou art, not in lone splendor hung aloft in the night and watching with eternal lids apart, like nature's patient, sleepless eremite, the moving waters at their priest-like task of pure ablution round earth's human shores, or gazing on the new soft-fallen mask of snow upon the mountains and the moors. No, yet still steadfast, still unchangeable, pillowed upon my fair love's ripening breast, 
to feel forever its soft fall and swell, awake forever in sweet unrest, still, still to hear her tender, taken breath, and so live ever, or else swoon to death. Another? Many the wonders I this day have seen, the sun, when first he kissed away the tears that filled the eyes of morn, the laureled peers who from the feathering gold of evening lean. Fade to black. Interior, kitchen, present morning. Katie prepares breakfast. She has eggs frying in one pan and places strips of bacon into another. Charles appears stoic. Noticing him, she waits to see what he intends to do. A couple of seconds pass and Charles examines a cookbook lying open on the countertop. He gets to work. He retrieves a bowl, sets it up upon the countertop, and then enters the pantry. Charles emerges, bearing several of the makings for pancake batter. He proceeds to mix them into the bowl. Interior. Charles's bedroom that afternoon. Charles sits at his desk, poring over a book and resting his head upon his hand. There is a knock at his door. Yes? May I come in? Yeah. Katie enters. She strides over to her brother. Charles is focused on her. She is focused on the book. She picks it up and looks it over. It is a collection of William Blake poems, virtually falling apart from overuse. Katie removes a folded piece of paper in use as a bookmark from between the pages Charles left off on. Unfolding it, she finds that it is a photograph of Charles smiling with an arm around either sister. From when we went to Palm Springs. Remember? Katie smiles. Yeah, I do. She folds the photo once again, places it back in the book, and returns the book to Charles. I love you. I love you too. She offers her hand he takes it and squeezes it. Interior, dining room, that evening. Charles, Katie, and Jonah have dinner together. Spirits are high. So, after two consecutive plane crashes, they thought he was dead, and it was reported all over the world that he was dead. But less than a year later, he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Quite the comeback. Yeah, though that was uh, the beginning of the end with his alcoholism. The pain from his injuries never left him. Hmm. But apparently he'd constantly go back to his obituaries, reread them. He enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I think Lauren told me that once. A mournful silence falls over the table. I think Lauren really would be happy that we're here. Yeah. She was a good sister. She was a good person. Yeah. Exterior Strauss household last summer. Lauren dawdles down the driveway towards a waiting taxi, pulling a suitcase behind her. She turns her head, searching for a pair of eyes, a poignant look on her face. Something catches her attention, and she stops in her tracks. The front door opens, and out onto the front porch steps Charles. He goes to Lauren. They stare into each other's eyes for an eternity. They hug. And... And that brings us to the end of Thicker Than Water by Blake Benlin. How about some alternate endings? Charles, Katie, and Jonah go upstairs and have a threesome on Lauren's bed. 
or they're at the table. Charles gets up, produces a knife from behind his back, grabs Jonah by the hair and slits his throat. Feel free to create your own. Here's your cast. Your narrator is Brianna Franklin. Jonah is Benjamin McSherry. Katie is Natalie Kellogg. Lauren is Lovisa Samuelson. And Charles is Blake Benlin. Ask us questions or submit your story by emailing chronosphererfiction at cox.net, C-O-X. Please support Chronosphere Fiction at patreon.com slash chronosphere. Or you can also support us at our Podbean site. Our next episode is Chapter 6 of Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished, Players in the Game where we will be introducing a new character. Until then, keep your cosmos clean.